Is this a vibe I'm putting off? Am I too clingy? Now I'm kind of upset. What is going on? Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Before we get into today's show, a big thank you to our sponsor, Send Gym. If you want to get the leads you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try Send Gym. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to sendgym.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendgym.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are going to be talking about being stuck in a bubble. And I'm not talking about the COVID bubble. We got stuck in one of those for a while because Scott had it, then I had it, and then our kids had it. So it was multiple weeks of being in a weird COVID bubble. But that's not the one we're talking about. Today, we're talking about a landscaping bubble. Yeah, sometimes we, as landscapers as a whole, tend to just kind of stay in the landscape industry. Like What I mean by that is like we're looking at other landscapers and what they're doing to make their business better. We're looking at going to seminars that are just in the landscaping field. And there are so many different industries out there that we can actually look at and take ideas from. He is not saying to stop listening to landscaping podcasts because that would obviously be ridiculous. Continue to listen to the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast, but it would be okay if you added in some other one. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We just kind of get in the habit of listening to others. I'm not saying that's wrong. You got to know what everybody in the industry is doing, but there is something to be gained from looking at, especially other service-based industries. Yeah. Yeah, and the reason that's so important is because in some ways, it feels almost as landscape businesses or the industry itself is kind of behind compared to some service industries as far as like software and the automations and stuff they use. Now we're making progress. Don't get me along. There's other softwares coming in play, but I just feel like as an industry as whole, we, we got a lot to learn from other industries. And the reason I say that I started looking out into other industries. So I'm like, I've been reading books like Home Service Millionaire by Tommy Mello. Um, he was Garage Doors. Yeah. He does Garage Doors. A1 Garage, I think the yeah. company is. Yeah. You've um, actually looked into this more than I have. Yeah. Um, this one, Ben Stark and Chris Hunter, it's go time. Is actually a reference from this guy. Okay. Um, are they, were they HVAC? Or? They are HVAC, yes. But I started looking into the, their books and reading and see what they're doing in their businesses and what we can actually do in ours in the landscape business. And there's a lot of tips and tricks that, you know, I just never thought about. And maybe I just haven't heard it yet, you know. Sure. But they have a lot of great stuff that's out there that we really should be opening our eyes to and looking into other industries. So. Yeah. Do you have any specific examples? I always love a good specific example. Just, uh, I mean, it's been a bit, but the home service millionaire, the one takeaway I remember him talking about, I'm just kind of paraphrasing here, but he he mentioned getting reviews from his customers. So he gave his technicians the gift cards to like Starbucks. So anytime they finished a project, they would go to the customer and, you know, and ask them, make sure they're happy. As long as they're happy, he'd really have a tablet with them. And uh, he would give them the tablet and ask them to give them a review right then and there. 
he uses some software that you put it on one platform and it puts it out on other. The review? Like, yeah, the reviews on other platforms. Anyhow, but he gets it right then and there and he gives the customer the gift card like Starbucks just for whatever five, 10 minutes it takes yeah. to do that. So it's like an ethical bribe. I, yeah. I could be ethically bribed to give you a review right then and there yeah. with Starbucks cards. Well, he makes sure make sure they're happy at first and before he even gives them the card. The card's just at the end. So Okay. But it's just a good idea, something to kind of make sure you're getting, you know, you want your technicians or your crew. To be asking, asking for the about, reviews. Yeah. Whoever. Someone needs to be asking for reviews. So I, I thought that was a good takeaway. Yeah. From the HVAC book, it's go time. I haven't actually finished that book all the way, but that one in their hiring process, they even talk about asking the spouse for dinner. You told me about this. I thought that was a neat idea, especially if you're hiring um, like a foreman or above, like, you know, like a more permanent position, not the summer help. Yeah. And you're explaining to not only the applicant, but to the spouse as well. Like, this is what you're going to get when you come here. These are the benefits and all this and that. And I think that was a good idea because you want your spouse to be on board. Well, especially because it can sometimes be a little bit difficult in this industry during the busy Mm -hmm. season. Like, it's like, I apologize. We might be keeping your spouse from you for or, you know, 60 yeah. hours a week. Yeah. But if you, you know, do the wine and dine and get them on board and the spouse can see the bigger picture and what the company's working for, then there might be less um, animosity about that. Yeah, absolutely. And those are just some two quick examples, but there, there's a lot to be gained by just looking out there. Well, we don't want to be left behind. No. I, I, like you said, we're behind. So not now well, I'm self-conscious that the landscapers are behind. <laughs> well, if we stay looking in our industry, you know, we'll tend to like look at what our competitors are doing down the road or, you know, across the state or whatever it is. And we'll take his idea, his or her idea, and we'll take it and tweak it. But when you're doing just those minor changes to make it like your own, you're only making like small incremental changes in it. And you're not making a big leap. And the reason I bring this up is, is uh, James Dyson, the vacuum cleaner guy, mm-hmm. when he came up with that bagless system, because that's what he wanted. He wanted to get rid of the bags. So, you know, it's not like he came up with this bagless system all on his own, thought about it. No, he was actually at a sawmill, happened to see the cyclone. Um, oh, like for dust, dust collection? collection? Yeah. Yeah. I thought, why couldn't he do that for a vacuum? So that's how that came about. So it's not like he just came up with this idea magically. It's mm-hmm. He stole it from another idea or another <laughs> industry. Hey, borrowed inspiration. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's something that we can do in our business. And you can look at all aspects, whether it's marketing, hiring, every single thing. You can look and see what they're doing, scheduling. Well, this software. reminds me of something that we actually talked about recently in one of our, um, we do live Q&As for our members of the Million Dollar Academy. And we were talking about, people were asking about how you keep track of all the bits and pieces when you're doing irrigation. Mm-hmm. Because obviously when you're doing your direct cost, you want to keep track of all your costs for a job. But for irrigation, when there's literally one bajillion little elbows and T's and all that, how do you keep track of every itsy bitsy little thing? Mm-hmm. None of us had a good answer because no. we were never very good at it. We had one guy who was going to start like, it was something like he was going to figure out a price for like, I don't know if it was for an entire zone, but like parts of that zone. So you could take this kit, this kit, and this kit, put it together, and that would make a zone and, and have a price. Was It was something along yeah, those he's lines. Yeah, things together, so it, just, so it just made it a little bit easier. Yeah, so I thought that was a good idea, and he's going to let us know how that goes. But you had a good idea, actually, because we know people that own a plumbing company. Mm-hmm. And it's like, duh, why don't we reach out to them? Like, plumbing is what they do, and that's yeah. irrigation's just a bunch of plumbing. Why don't we reach out to them to see how they keep track of all these little it's and mm-hmm. bits yeah. and pieces? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, do they fill out, like... 390s and 11 feet of pipe or however do how do they right. bill it out and how do they handle it i'm kind of curious how do they handle the inventory on that type of thing yeah because we had inventory problems as well yeah, it's just was, hard to keep 
track of all yeah, those. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. So I'd like to reach out to them and see. So And we'll I'm, keep you all posted if we yeah. reach out and get a good answer. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm just going to reach out to another industry and see what they're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. our family knows the family, so I'm sure it'll work out. But yeah. I'm just curious. That's my whole point of this conversation here is to find out and reach out to other industries and see what they're doing. We need to open our eyes and open our mind to different things sometimes. Sure. I think it's always great to know what everybody else in your industry is doing, but don't let what other people are doing, you know, don't be afraid to step out of that box a little bit, I guess, because I don't want us landscapers to be left behind. No, we just stay, like I said, going to our landscape seminars, our webinars and all that type of thing. Get out there, look and see what other industries are doing. We can't have everybody else up in their game and us not up in our game and be lagging behind. Well, that, that brings a good point. Like there's other software companies coming into the business now that come from other service industries. That are infiltrating the landscaping industry? Do you think that they are seeing a hole and are trying to fill it? Or do you think they're just trying to expand their reach? A little both, I think. Of course, they can increase their revenue, but they're bringing Mm -hmm. stuff that they're doing in other service industries. and Yeah, maybe they don't see the landscaping industry doing it, so they're like, okay. Not necessarily service tight, because I don't really know a whole lot about them, but other software programs that are coming in, they're incorporating just like uh, text messaging. So Mm -hmm. when you're out there, whatever, doing lawn maintenance, hey, you're messaging your next client, hey, we'll be there in a half hour or whatever it is. That might be nice if you have like repair guys, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm out doing a repair here, because like lawn maintenance people might kind of be okay with the groove, like they come every week, da-da-da-da-da. But if you have your irrigation repair guy or something where it's like, okay, I can kind of give you a window, but not really because it depends on if things go bad at the other one. That'd be nice if like going to be out there in like 30 minutes. Boom, yeah. text. Yeah. So I think that's something that's kind of cool coming in. And I know there's some softwares out there. It's already does that in the landscape industry, but it seems like there's more and more incorporating this type of things. And I, I'm guessing they are getting it from other industries. So just be open to new ideas, new things. And, and I like to use my sister's examples for things because she's like everyone's perfect customer. She's, you know, they, they got money. She's really yeah. willing to spend it. She always has jobs. Um, You know, she always wants something done in her house. Yeah. And they've had a lot of stuff done here lately. Like they had their basements finished. So they worked with a general contractor. They had a bunch of landscaping done. That's maybe a couple years ago. And then they had a deck put on fairly recently. But if I had to rank them, I'd say she had the best experience with the general contractor. The landscaper was in the middle and then the decking guy was, he was pretty terrible and he was yeah. down at the bottom. So we don't want to be those guys. Like don't do what this guy was doing. He was just your typical, like she would call me in tears because she was pretty sure that he stole her money and like left the country. <laughs> I'm like, how long has it been since he called you? And she's be like, well, it's been a week or, you know, a week and a half. I'm like, you're fine. He just is doing something else. And that's what it was. Like he took her money, started her job. Went and worked on another one, so left hers half done, and then like showed up on a Saturday morning after she threatened to take him to court to get her money back. It was an all in all bad. We don't we don't want to be that person, but you just have to look and see see what's out there and try expanding your knowledge. I think it's at least worth it, yeah, especially with the other service industry folks. Because yeah. kind of back to my sister, I guess my point was if people like that are going to be dealing with multiple different kinds of service contractors, you don't want to be the deck guy. You don't want to be the ones that are that are yeah. down at the bottom. And so the landscaping industry definitely needs to stay caught up. Yeah, absolutely. Anything That's, else you got for that? No, it's kind of a shorter podcast today, so... Yeah, but I think it's good. Um, we can link up these books uh, in the show notes in case uh, anybody's interested in them. I guess there's there is one quick thing. You know, I'm not saying don't look in landscape industry, especially if you're starting off. There's so many knowledgeable there's people so out there. So there's so much to learn. Don't, don't Go to milliondollarlandscaper.com. Yeah. We have tons of great info on there. No, but reach out to you know another another state or whatever it's always good to talk to other landscapers yeah that was one thing i was in accountability group we got to see a lot of cool things 
But inside our academy, we have people from around the world in here. So it is kind of yes. cool. You can kind of find out what somebody's doing in Australia and see if it works here or, you know, in Canada or whatever. So there's a lot of different things you can try and see. So I'm not saying don't look in the landscape industry itself. But Yes, it is a- nice to kind of have that more broader reach because we're mm-hmm. here in the Midwest. And so cool th- things always seem to start on the coast and then work their way to the middle yeah, of the country usually. where we are here. So. We're always a little slow. (laughs) We are not. We're so cool. But it is nice that you can, yes, chat with people from all over. Yeah. And kind of see what's going on everywhere. It's one of the nice things about the the global interwebs and the way the world is these days. There's more communication and I think more access to knowledge than ever. So use it. All right. Well, that's all I have on that. You have anything else? Got any pod deck questions for me? I do. I do. All right. So these are some funny ones. These are just for fun. All right. Um... Some of these are inappropriate. We've talked about this before. You have to really screen these ahead of time. (laughs) All right. So if you got stuck in an elevator and were forced to listen to only one song, what song would you pick? Okay. That one's easy. I would listen to Pachelbel Cannon in D. In D. In D. Because I could probably listen to that for like a long time before going crazy. It's very soothing. Um, It's very pretty. So I think I could listen to that for quite some time before like going just like bat crap crazy. So. All Mm -hmm. right. Very specific. Well, you didn't didn't ask if well, I had to listen not, to one not song. So, not necessarily a song, but the key that's supposed to be. In. Oh well, that's just the one I prefer. It's very <laughs> anyone who listens to classical. I mean, it's, it's a very popular song. All right, if you could talk to one species of animal, what would it be? Well, this one's hard. My gut reaction is I would want to talk to dogs because I would want to converse with my dog and like hope and know that he loves me as much as I love him. But then again, I'm like, he might just complain about lack of pets and treats because even though he gets plenty of treats and pets, he would still cry that he's not getting enough. But then my second thought was I would maybe want to talk to our cats because it's not funny. I love cats and he's laughing for those of you that are just listening to this on a podcast and not not watching the video because the cats do not love me. I have drug home two cats because I like cats and neither one of them loves me. To be fair, the one one of our cats likes mostly no one. But our other cat, we've had just a little over a year. I found him outside a maintenance barn and he was like, purr, 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 pick me up, love me, love me. And I brought him home because I'm like, oh, good. I'll finally have a cat that loves me. Ha, lies. Stupid cat loves Scott. (laughs) I'm not even a cat guy. Well, you are a cat's person. You might not be a cat person, but you are a cat's person because he loves Scott and refers him to me like a million times over. And so I would maybe want to talk to the cats and get down to the bottom of this. Like, (laughs) is this a vibe I'm putting off? Am I too clingy? What is going on? Now I'm kind of upset. I get <laughs> real right. worked up. The cats won't love me. All right. Um, would you rather accidentally laugh loudly at a funeral or fart while giving a speech at a wedding? Okay. Well, I know why you picked this because <laughs> one of these two things has already happened. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> and you were there and it, I did not fart during a speech. I very inappropriately laughed at my grandmother's. Not um, at the Well, it was at the wake at the funeral home. It wasn't at the outdoor service. But in my defense, okay, there's like a customer service lesson folded up in this. You were there. You know, we had just, you know, gotten done watching this beautiful video that was put together. My dad had put together and it was pictures of grandma with all of us through the years. So everyone's bawling their eyes out because it's pictures of, you know, grandma's whole life and all of us, you know, pictures, you know, when we were kids and everything with her. Literally, the video just gets over. We're all still like sobbing and blowing our nose. And the funeral director, like our little handler lady that was like 
directing us throughout that day or whatever, comes up and is asking my cousin what we're going to do with grandma's classes. Like, are they going in the casket? What like are we doing? Very loudly, not, not whispering it by any means. Not whispering it. She's asking it very loudly. She's asking my random cousin who has been like in and out of the family through the years, like for her own reasons, but whatever. The point is that she isn't one of the, like my parents and my aunts and uncles were the ones who were in charge of the funeral. Like grandma's children. Set it all up. So they should be speaking. Yeah. Why was this not discussed prior? And if it wasn't discussed prior, why didn't we maybe just sneak that question into the side? pull my dad aside mm-hmm. or pull one of the aunts and uncles aside. Why are we asking my random cousin very loudly? And she just was standing up in the front, yep. like by the casket like, doing this it. Is like 30 seconds after the video ended. We're all still sobbing yeah. from watching this very beautiful video. And so I, of course, have an inappropriate reaction of just laughter because I'm like, I cannot believe this lady is asking <laughs> this right now. I can't hold it together. There's a lot of looking. There's a lot of pointing. There's a lot of like dirty looks from my mother, like put a lid on it, Kate, like stop. <laughs> but I could not help it. So then everybody was making fun of me for it later. So now it's like the joke is like, ah, ha, Katie, what do you want done with your glasses? You know, with your funeral, like we'll have that all taken care of beforehand. But there's a customer service lesson in there. Don't yeah. ask weird. Timing is very important. Timing is important <laughs> because some people react inappropriately with laughter when they're nervous at a funeral. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today. Have a great day. Yep. Bye. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message.